Hello, 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 and welcome back to Midwest Bosses. I am your host, Alicia Jones. I cover black women empowerment as well as job readiness and mental health. And today, guys, we have an amazing audio treat for you. We have the amazing Nancy Hall, LCSW here, and we are going to be talking about something that we all need and in mindfulness and well-being. And I'm going to let Miss Nancy introduce herself. Nancy, go ahead, Miss Lady. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Like she said, my name is Nancy Hall. Uh, I am so, so, so honored uh, and honestly humbled to be here. Um, and just a little bit about me, not going to go long, but just a little bit about me. I am a Louisville native, born and raised, uh, born and raised um, and here in Louisville. Um, and I ha have just a, just a heart for people um, and a heart for mental health um, and all things wellness, all things arts. And so combining those two uh, with my love for dance and my love for people and my love for mental wellness and most importantly, my love for God, just combining those things together to give our people what we really need. So that's just, you know, my heart in a nutshell. Yes, <laughs> I love it. I love it. You all, uh, we were having a pre, you know, conversation uh, prior to setting up and um, coming on here today. And. When I tell you all, the gems were flowing. Flowing, okay. <laughs> the gems were flowing. And I want to harp on that just for a moment because we're two women of color that are sitting here, um, both with loves for mental health and organically just having a conversation of mental health and how important it is to be able to take care of one's mind, not just for themselves, but for generations that come and for the family and the state of being right now. Everybody's always worried about, you know, uh, the state of the union, the state of, you know, what about the state of you, mm -hmm. the state of the individual, the state of their family, you know. So um, I am just honored to have Nancy and we are going to be talking about something that whew, in the black community we don't really like to talk about a whole lot, which is therapy and healing the mind and healing the soul yes. so that you can heal yourself and, and go to Live your life how you're supposed to be living it to the mm -hmm. fullest. So one of the things that I really want to dive into, Nancy, is um, for those that may not know uh, what the acronym LCSW, tell us a little bit about that and your professional background. Yeah, of course. Uh, so LCSW, it stands for Licensed Clinical Social Worker. Um, and so that is a person that has a master's degree, some sort of social work, social services, psychology type of field. And then they have a state license uh, that they get after that. So they're a state licensed master's level professional. Um, and so they, um, we take a lot of continuing education uh, classes and coursework to really just keep up with currently what is going on, um, and not only in the field of mental wellness and mental health, but uh, in the brain and how the brain works and how trauma works and how um, this has really been a big topic. The, what we're talking about a lot is, you know, um, is trauma trauma and toxicity and that kind of thing, which I'm glad that we're now talking about that more. But that's, um, that's pretty much what that means. And, you know, and you can have different... Um, different like spheres of what you can get your you know your your therapy license in but that's the that's the overall absolutely yeah absolutely I know um, you know running in the case management world which is my baby my stopping ground yes. you know <laughs> uh, I get a lot of questions of you know I want to help people leash I want to do this and the very first thing that I tell them you gotta put the mask on yourself first before you put on somebody else. Absolutely. And what that translates to Oof. is you gotta make sure you're good. You gotta make sure that that mind is good, that that healing has either, because it's never gonna commence, mm. it's never gonna end. Mm. Healing is an ongoing thing. And people say, well, I may be healed from something. Yeah, you may be healed from something, but you have to continue those behaviors, those mm -hmm. practices mm -hmm. to continue the progression and trajectory right. of that healing. Right. So I go back to putting the mask on yourself. Sometimes that means you have to put down the I'm everything to everybody. Cake. Right. Right. I'm I'm doing this for everyone else. I'm pouring out of all myself mm -hmm. into everybody else and forgetting about myself or putting myself on the back burner. So sometimes you just really need to just take a break and say, hey, you know, like Nancy and I were talking about earlier, I need help. Okay. okay. I need help. <laughs> it's okay. It's I so am okay. giving you that okay. Yes. Well, and you don't need it. That's the thing. 
tell yourself it's okay mm-hmm. to say that you need help mm-hmm. you know so that is one of the things that we're going to be talking about that actually leads to my next question um so nancy one of the things i really want to get into is as a woman in life and in the professional realm what adversities have you faced and what tactics or tips do you have for young women experiencing similar adversities I'm so glad that you asked that question first <laughs> because that <laughs> that is mm, it's so loaded um, it's so loaded but the one thing that I have to always start with um, is my own personal testimony in that um, adversities I'm going to look at it as um, what I felt hindered me a lot in my growth as a woman, my growth um, as a sister, my growth as a daughter, my growth just as a person, my growth even as a child of God. Like, um, and so the one, the one big thing that has been, um, and still low key, still is because I'm not like I'm not like I can say that I've been healed, but I'm still healing. Yes. Those those two truths can be held at the same time. That I have been healed, but I'm still healing. Yes, yes. You know, and so the big thing for me has been emotions. Emotions are, um, they are not the mosquito at the barbecue. They're not. They're not that annoying thing that gets on your nerves that, like, hinders you and, like, takes you back and it's just, you know, and you can't live with them. It's like they get in the way. They're not that. And the one thing that I had to let speaking of adversity, I had to learn what my emotions were for, Mm -hmm. that I was given them as a gift. They're not by accident. I wasn't created by accident. There's nothing that I have that's on accident. So... When I started to really understand that and really sit with my Heavenly Father who created me, I had to ask him, I said, okay, I have these emotions, so they're, they have to be good because you gave them to me. They're nice. a gift, so, so, so teach me. How can, I, mm-hmm. how can I understand my emotions better? What are they, what are they here for? And the, whoo, and the information that started, <laughs> I sit here and lie to you, not yes. the information that started pouring in like, oh, Okay, this is what they're for. They're supposed to be a a a guide and not sorry, a gauge and not a guide. Yes. You know, you're not supposed to follow your emotions, but they are an indicator. It's like when you're about to take a when you're about to make a right in the you know what I mean, you know, like on the freeway, yes. you put your turn signal on, right? It's an indicator, right? Yes. So Come use on. your emotons as an indicator. There's something that you might be getting too much of. Yes. There might be something that you're getting not enough of. Mm-hmm. So that is a big thing that I've really had to who overcome mm-hmm. and really understand uh, and humble myself to really say that, like you said, I need help. <laughs> and so, um, so yeah, so just really understanding uh, that they are a gift and all of that. And so, um, but just to, you know, to, to go into that, what I will say, honestly, to people and especially women that really struggle with emotions, because that's the thing, it's, that's a stereotype that, you know, women are emotional and, oh, my gosh, and, you know, Nancy's too emotional. You're too emotional. You know what I mean? You need to be emotionless. Your, our emotions are pointing us into a direction that we need to that we need to that we need to really listen to them. That's that point we were kind of talking about earlier. Yes. Listening to our bodies, listening to our spirits, listening to ourselves, yes. right? And so um, I would really say to investigate um, and ask your emotions questions. Treat them like they're people, okay? Like y'all might think I'm without a little saying, but listen, okay? To be a mental health therapist, yes. you have to really you can't just give everything to everybody yes. and not take your own medicine, Absolutely. right? You know what I'm saying so I can't be my best I can't help anybody if I don't help myself you know what I'm saying or if I'm not you know whole and heal myself so investigate allow them sp- I would first say allow them space to be kind of to that parameter talk we were talking about earlier um, letting them out in the backyard letting them run around go with me on the visual if, if any visual listeners are here with me right <laughs> yes. so let them out in the backyard give mm-hmm. them freedom to roam give them peace to be give, give them space to be because sometimes when our emotions are too intense or they are very intense we feel like we have to like stifle them or we have to feel like that we have to do something with them right now no 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 no, no. give them space to be for a second and then when they run off some of their energy so to speak you know then go out there and ask them okay you're feeling anger all right you're feeling really angry right now what is this anger teaching me what is actually it might be leading you to that something is actually very valuable to you that you didn't even know that you were valuable you know that you didn't know that was valuable to you Mm -hmm. so let them space to be and 
ask them questions are the oh, two that I like to be uh, I like to be very um, practical so those are the two things that I would say that's something that you can do today give them space to be if it, if it needs minutes if it needs hours, if it needs weeks, Come okay? Give <laughs> space to be. You don't have to have an answer right now. You don't. You don't. Because the thing is, is that you can't fix what you don't understand. And so if you don't understand your emotions, how in the world are you going to be able to try to, like, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So um, those are the two things that I would say. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. I love that. And with that, that goes into what we were talking about before. When we were talking about you have to acknowledge. Yeah. You have to, and acknowledgement is more than just seeing, guys. It's more, it is being in tune with the moment, yeah. with the present, right. acknowledging how your body feels. Do you tense up when you hear a certain phrase? Do you, when uh, when a trigger comes for you, what goes, what happens? You start going into a, a, a panic attack. Like, what is going around in your environment in that whirlwind of chaos called mm-hmm. life, you know, that is that is making you contributing? to your feelings Mm. and not just oh well it'll be okay I'll just go to sleep now don't get me wrong sometimes sleep and rest is a good remedy but it's not the only it's not the only remedy so after acknowledgement you have to accept that this is what it is at this moment not that what is going to continue to be Okay, this moment doesn't define you. You yeah. yourself are your own definition, mm-hmm. not one particular moment of life. Yeah. And then once you acknowledge and accept that, you're able to, as you said, let them run free. You're able to act. You're able to say, okay, and lead with emotional intelligence. Yes. Okay. Come on now. Right. Yes. And say, yes. you know, oh, I didn't like that. Let me figure out why I didn't like that mm-hmm. so that I don't keep feeling like that because my feelings matter. Yeah. All, your feelings matter. Yeah. You know, we were talking about that generational upbringing and uh, that silencing of, of a voice yes. as a child, you know, and sometimes you can't help what was put into you, mm. but you can choose what you put into yourself. Come on, choice. You can yes. choose how you act, react to something that has happened to you Mm -hmm. and how to combat it in the future. Yeah. So if you can't tell, I love talking about (laughs) this, guys. I mean, because it is so empowering. So, yeah. When you Mm -hmm. get to the core and you ugly cry and out. Listen to me. Okay. Listen to me. And when you understand, Mm -hmm. you know, oh, okay. But this is how I can use that adversity for my betterment. Yes. This is how I can traject my life to success based off of pain, misunderstanding, the Mm -hmm. disconnect. So mental health and healing, it it is messy. Mm-hmm. It's messy, mm-hmm. but it's a beautiful thing, guys. Mm-hmm. It is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Yeah. So, and we talked a little bit about this earlier, but the second part of that question I want to ask you, Nancy, is when did you realize that your adversities were the catalyst to your success, your drive, and overall essence of who Nancy Hall is? Hmm. When? When might have been... A couple of years ago, uh, when I went to a, I went to, sorry, yeah, I just, I'm, 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 I'm remembering, uh, honestly, just what God did for me. But um, a couple of years ago, I went to a women's retreat, and it wasn't your quintessential just women's retreat where you get together and it's a nice time and, oh, it might feel good for the moment, but then your life don't change. You know what I'm saying? And you get all these nuggets or whatever, and it's like, okay, you know what yes. I mean? You go back and live in raggedy like how you were. Absolutely. No, 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 no. You know what I'm saying? But, like, literally life-transforming um Oh my gosh, life-transforming life uh, work was done there, and it was only through the power of Holy Spirit. So, uh, but I would say that was a couple of years ago that when that when that happened, um, and I really learned the the hmm, the power of rest, and not just physical rest, but soul rest. When your mind can rest, when your you know when your will can rest, when your emotions can rest, like yes. when your whole being can rest, mm-hmm. you know, and that you're not stressing about the past, you're not stressing about the future, you're not trying to figure everything out, mm-hmm. and you are literally resting in that moment. That is when, um, and I want to go, I don't want to go into all the details of whatever would happen with that, 
about so that'll get me on a tangent. Mm -hmm. And at least you know they can't get on no tangent. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so that's exactly when that happened. Um, but as far as like um, I'm looking at the effectiveness of even just me as a therapist, and then me even as a friend. Um, and so my effectiveness is only through my number one, my yielding to God, and then my 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 understanding of who I am in him and then who I am just as a woman. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so going back to that emotion, I told you like emotions were a huge, huge thing for me. And so I now can, I have the gift and the ability to be able to connect with my clients mm -hmm. Through emotion, I connect. You know what I'm saying. Even with God, through emotion, I yes. connect with the people, with the with the needs of the people. I there's there's times that I, even I sit in my house and I weep and I cry and I let myself feel that because I hurt for other people. Even things that have not happened to my house, but I under but I but I feel and I empathize that pain. You know what I'm saying. And when I and so I don't just empathize it and just sit with it but I take it to God and I know that that is on purpose and I know that he wants me to do that to declare things here on the earth you know what I'm saying yes. I'm very clear about my assignment of who I am and so and so like I'm I'm so grateful because um, me knowing or me really accepting uh, just what my emotions were and what they are now has just really pulled me into like effectiveness and I say effectiveness more than like success because what is success I mean it's kind of like arbitrary you know what I'm saying yes. sometimes you know what I yes. mean and so I look at okay am I being effective am I really doing what I say I'm going to do am Absolutely. I really doing what I've called to do you yes. know what I'm saying and if I'm not then I can have all the quote-unquote success in the world mm -hmm. but if I am not doing what I'm called to do then you know <laughs> better speak on it what am I doing what am I doing right <laughs> yes and that, that aligns perfectly with our next question because when you are going through that, that maturity, you mm -hmm. know, of going from adolescence and traditioning into adulthood, spiritually and in the physical, fleshly mm -hmm. sense, you may not have everything that you need. You may not have access to those resources. So this actually is perfect for this question. How does educational and economic disparities pave the path to a person's trajectory in life? Mm. The two things that I will say is a lack of access of information and a wisdom to make a choice. When you don't have access to information that you need, um, and whether that's by your choice or by, you know, what, what was given to you and what you just didn't have, you know, you just don't know what you don't know. Yeah. That lack of lack of access to information and then as well as that if you don't have the wisdom to, to know that you can make a choice because you always have a choice. That's you always have a choice. That's Yes. You always have, have a choice. choice. Okay. <laughs> so, um, yes. and that's empowering and I want really, um, because I didn't think that I... I didn't think that I used to have a choice, but then I realized like, oh, I do have a choice. Like, you know, and so I think that those two things honestly really um, create a lot of issues when you're thinking of, when you're talking about um, educational disparities and what is not and what is not available to us or what you don't know. And it really causes that that gap. Even so I work in the school system right now and that gap of, oh my gosh, that gap of education and that gap of, um, of just, yeah, education. It is so, so, so prevalent. And of course we know this, you know, our statistics and our numbers, they talk about that. But between black and brown kids and white kids, oh my gosh, like it is, I mean, it is like, it's insane. And so, um, because a lot of us do not know that, um, we don't know what even to ask for, even in like IEP meetings or 504 plans and things like that. You don't know what even to ask for because there's not a, you, you haven't been brought all of the food on the table. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So you're like, well, I don't really know what's on the table, so I'm going to just pick whatever. You know what I'm that's saying? So right. you, what I right. see Absolutely. and what if I don't see anything? Then I'm not going to pick anything. And then right. I'm going to think that I don't have a choice. And then you see that up, that whole snowball effect? Mm -hmm. That happens. Mm -hmm. And then you have, and then, it, and then it stretches the gap. Then yes. you have more and more disparities and then that's when uh, hopelessness sets in and that's when other issues that really affect your mind and then that's when the chains get on your mind and they're there you know what I'm saying like it's so much harder to break Absolutely. so those are the two things that I will say that honestly will lead up uh, you know that that have a lot of impact mm -hmm. on educational disparities mm -hmm. for real absolutely <clears throat> absolutely so okay 
you know, everybody has, you know, we're still trying to figure out. I'm not even going to say that we have gotten out of living in the pandemic, but we are still dealing with the pandemic. This, yes, we are. The after effects of it. And we have had to adapt to a lot of things. Yes. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of persons are still having difficulties with that. Okay. Um, and I feel like a lot of those difficulties come because they were faced with a lot of things that they felt like they weren't ready to face and mm-hmm. were forced to face in the pandemic. So one of the things I want to ask you is when it comes to a person or family getting mental health, do you believe that the gap of treatment in mental health for youth and families within the United States has reached a point of no return? Is the hope gone for them and for future families well if you've gathered anything about some of my personality through this podcast never the hope is never gone never gone i refuse to believe that refuse to believe it and it's not just because i'm just i'm just choosing to believe it or i'm just believing some arbitrary thing of like i'm just going to hold on to something that i know is not no i'm telling you i have seen I have seen complete dead things come to life. And so that is something that I know that if 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 the hope is gone, if the hope is gone, then that will that will impact uh, your approach. And if like to the solution, if your hope is gone, then the way that you the way that you approach the 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 solution is going to be with a dismal type of well it ain't gonna work no way so let me go and just do a little something or whatever mm-hmm. it's not going to be innovative it's not going to be creative it's not going to be the best that you have because you know if we're if we're made in the likeness and image of god Come then on. we too are creators too we can create a lot of things but we don't tap into that ability to do so yes. and so if we lose hope then that is going to um like i said not only impact the the approach to the solution but it's going to also um, do kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy kind of thing to where like then I'm not going to do nothing for real and then nothing's going to come out of that because nothing from nothing equals nothing and then now we're you know you yes. know what I'm saying mm-hmm. um, and so and that's just so that's on that side on the other side of that too you have also too because um, I see that I, I like to kind of look at both um, sides of the coin from the people that even I service the families and the kids that I service like, there's some families that I service that have so much trauma and so many issues that have been going on for generations and generations and generations and generations. And I talk to those parents and they still tell me, but I know, I know Shantae's can be okay. I know they can, you know what I'm saying? Yes. And so yes. that right there, even the, even though they don't, they don't have anything in their current toolbox to do anything with that belief with that mindset, they know that it's possible. Absolutely. And so when they come with with that empty vessel type of mentality of like, I don't know, but I know, but I know that something can, yes. it gotta happen. And yes. so when you come at it with an open mind like that, it really so it it really helps you to be open minded. Absolutely. And when you're open minded, oh my gosh, then the downloads can happen, then the resources can come, then the wisdom can come, then the yes. information can come because you're curious, right? Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And you yes. know, and so um, and then really and truly, I which I the, uh, the last part I'll say to this too is that they're actually a lot of my parents that I'm working with, <clears throat> they're so. They are actually very open to therapy, which mm-hmm. you know what I mean. It didn't use, it, but it's now this. You know what I mean? we talked yes. about this before. Yes, we did. <laughs> yes. So now they're it more like open. That it was yes. not. It was yes. not. So yeah. their openness of like, you know, uh, why well, you CPS? I'm saying what they want my kids. Yes. And I'm like, no, nah, I don't do that. Right. You know what I mean? But they are open to uh, to therapy, and so right. open to those new avenues and new and new ways of thinking, and then building that relationship with my parents too. I can I can talk to them. And say like you know I can give them information that may not necessarily feel good to them but they'd be like you know what no I know Miss Hall cares I know you know what I'm saying so that right there is why I refuse to believe that the hope is gone because you have people that are hopeful and people that know that that want the best for their children and want the best for themselves you know what I mean so no I love it. Come on, Hope. You are there. All right. I love it. I love it. Okay. And it's all about what you said. It's about 
that loyalty to self and loyalty mm. to a purpose. Yes. And understanding that sometimes you're going to have to hear those things that don't feel too good to hear. Yeah. But once you're building those relationships and that person can trust you mm -hmm. and know that you have the best interest for you in mind, mm -hmm. yes, yes, then the healing can begin. Exactly. Okay, because that person is coming to you with all types of barriers, uh -huh. all types of protection of parameters yeah. that they have built up. Yeah. But coming to you because they see a little glimpse of hope, a little slither of a break in the concrete. Uh -huh. It creates courage. Come on. Vulnerability plus connection equals courage. Yes. Mm. When you are vulnerable and you and that there's and there's power in community. We were built to be in community. Yes. We weren't built to be in isolation. Yes. And I think it's back to that question. You know, the pandemic caused us to be isolated. Yes. And so that that's not how we were created at all. So that exacerbated a lot of issues that were actually kind of lying dormant. Yes. And then it kind of yes. brought to the surface you know what i'm saying that's actually kind of a two-sided coin but i'm gonna stick to the to the head side you know what i'm saying but um yeah. but being able to be vulnerable with people you know what I mean? even Absolutely. in even in spaces like this even this podcast like being able to have spaces like this where you can mm -hmm. be vulnerable and connect you know with our spirits you know what i'm saying then that brings courage like yes. okay i can do this like yes. you know what i'm saying because you're not alone yes. and, and if you open up your mouth to be able to speak the truth of like what i'm really going through i'm scared i'm doing mm -hmm. it up, whatever you feel remember mm -hmm. allow your emotions space to be speak on how you feel and i'm telling you nine times no ten and a half times out of ten you will see that you're not alone that that, that if i if i'm not going through it right now ten and a half times out of ten i've been through it before absolutely okay absolutely yes. i mean that's a little bit about what we were talking about before that everything you need you already possess within you yes meaning something everything that you have been through is happen is purposed to help you and project you further in life once you choose yeah to acknowledge it okay and adapt to it and choose accordingly yes and not being afraid to make that choice let's just go ahead and get the fear out you may make a choice that may not give you what you want in that moment guess what it's okay I promise you, it's okay. Yeah. Okay. It is. It's okay because once you get used to making those choices and acknowledging that you have choice, mm -hmm. the power is in the present. The power is in knowing that you have the ability to change your trajectory. Yeah. Ask for those resources. Yeah. And you said something we were talking about um, silencing that voice and opening up that voice mm -hmm. and just saying, stating that. Reclaim your voice. You know, Auntie Maxine, I reclaim my time. Well, we're reclaiming. We're reclaiming. Our voice. Our voice. And our choice. Yes, okay? And our so, choice. and that, again, it just go. it flows right into the next question of, I know a lot of us, well, my, myself, um, have dealt with this growing up, but I came from the background. What happens in this house? <laughs> y'all finish it stays stays in this, in house. this house okay you know so for a lot of us out there that may be you know the trajectory of why you haven't decided to get help because you're still in that mindset of mama is gonna come up and whip me if i go out here mm -hmm. and say because what were we back in the day we were a reflection of our parents yep, yep. we were a reflection yep. of we were a product of our environment uh -huh. for that point of our life, mm -hmm. okay? But as we have grown up, again, going back to the question, a lot of us grew up with that understanding. But for a child <laughs> with this condition mentality, it tends, and this hits so hard, guys, during the, during the pandemic, it tends to evolve from that into the stigma of what happens in your life stays in your mind mm -hmm. and since this trauma has been amplified with the pandemic what advice or see here we were talking about this or decree do you have to give the listeners this states that conditioned voice that saboteur that sabotage mm -hmm. you tell miss or mrs thing you can exit the same way you entered what decree or advice can you give for a person that's hearing us speak right now and dealing with that issue. If I gave you a bag full of trash, would you accept it? Hmm. What would you say? Honestly, I'll say no. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Back to that power of choice. Come on. You can say no. Mm -hmm. You can say no to how much power you give it. You can say no to if you're going to stay 
here or not. Process it and let it go. And that is so loaded. It's so much easier said than done. But you don't have to hope your body hope. There's so I could get real nerdy, but I'm not going to with the stats of how trauma lives in the body. Oh, my goodness. I am actually um, on the back end of doing um, intentional breath work with one of my friends. She has an amazing uh, breath work business. And so. I enrolled in her courses to get more. I can't, like I said earlier, I can't give out to people if I am not well myself, if I am not trying new um, tactics and skills and you know what I mean? So, but to, but to your question though, um, it does not have to stay with you. Process, and when I say process, that looks like this. Again, for my visual people, I'm a visual person, so go with me. So, visually, you, like if you have a lot of papers on your desk, right? Imagine like, imagine like a lawyer's desk, right? Think about what we, what we visualize when we see like movies. When we see a lawyer's desk, that's all these papers and all these files and all that, right? And there's a lot of papers that are, you know, that are laying on the desk. And then we also have, you know, uh, accordion files. You have all these different uh, pockets of where the papers could go. But there's a lot of papers that are actually in the files, but there's some papers that are just lying all on the table. When trauma, it was not, first of all, it cannot survive. You cannot, no, 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 not about it cannot survive. You cannot survive with trauma just staying on the surface. And so a lot of times, so when, when trauma stays in your mind, think of that as the messy desk of the lawyer. You process. Trauma cannot stay on the forefront of your mind like that. You have to sort through it, look through it, read through it. It's going to hurt. It's going to be painful. But there's beauty in, imagine when you look at the desk at the end of this process and you have all of your papers inside of where they need to be. You have compartmentalizing. You have placed where that trauma needs to go. And some of the, some of those folders need to be trash folders. Some of them need to stay because they're a part of what's going to uh, propel you into your purpose. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So some of it is going to have to stay in regards to, not unprocessed, but some of it's going to have to stay so that it can, so that you can recall it and you can allow God to use that mm-hmm. so that you can move forward in your impact in this earth. But some of it, you cannot stay with it in your mind. So you have to give it permission. So going back to what I said earlier was you can say to your trauma, you can say to what has happened to you, no, you're not staying with me. Yes, you happened. And I didn't have any, um, like I didn't have any say-so in the fact that you came into my life. But what I do have a say-so is how I'm going to use it. Absolutely. Because I only have one life. And I'm not going to waste it feeling sorry for myself. Absolutely. And I'm not going to waste it having that trauma just live and repeat over and over and over again. Right. And so that is the biggest thing for me that what I would say to that is that you can... Um, and that, and so and then we, and so that's that's the first part of that. Mm-hmm. But then even going to decrees and declares. Listen, <clears throat> do you know how many times I have had to declare the word of God over my life, and not just in a sense of oh, I'm just speaking something from an ancient book. No, 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 no. no. I am speaking the living word right now, and it has power because yes. He spoke us into existence. So we can speak, we can speak things that are not as though they were. We can speak things into existence, and yes. so you know, declaring that even though you don't see it. Faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word of God. So your faith can be strengthened by you declaring the word of God, not only getting it deep into your spirit, but declaring that, you know what I mean? And even for any non-Christian listeners, that's okay too. Declaring affirmations, you have so much power living within you. And so tap into that and speak it. I mean, I don't care if it sounds weird. I don't care if you got to get in the mirror. I don't care what you have to do, but speaking things out of your lips, it has power. It does. It really, really does. And you spoke on something that is that's facts. Um, I also do interview consulting where mm-hmm. I intertwine mental health and job readiness mm-hmm. um, because you know the workforce has changed. Yes. So one of the things that I tell persons in our private sessions is 
one activity that I want you to do is go into your go into your bathroom. No, we're not doing no candy man, turn lights off. Okay. I want you to we're not doing see either. that. Not, not, not that. <laughs> I want you to see yourself. And I want you to look at yourself. Do you know how many people do not feel comfortable with looking at themselves and they're in their skin mm. every single day? Mm -hmm. So I tell them, look at yourself in the mirror and you tell yourself, statement that I said earlier. Everything I need for this position, I already possess within me. Period. Everything you need to conquer this crazy, chaotic, unknowing world, mm. this purpose thing called life, is already within you. Mm -hmm. And as Nancy said before, whether you are a believer or not, you have to choose. It's about choice. To believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. And that you are going to put yourself on the path and you're going to speak up and you're going to ask for those resources. Mm -hmm. You're going to ask for what you Advocate don't for yourself. Advocate for yourself. Absolutely. And if you don't know how, honey, just come up and stand oh, in front of me and say, I don't, just give me a sign. <laughs> okay? I'll help you. Yes. <laughs> we will help you because yes. we're in this together. We are. Nancy, you touched on it before. It takes a community. It does. It takes a community. And I, too, I'm a little bit native and throw your L's up. Okay? Because okay. that, that's, that's what it's about. <laughs> you know? And when you come to that maturity, not only in life, in your personal life, in your professional life, you understand that I'm here for a purpose. Mm -hmm. I want to help myself so that everybody else can eat, everybody else can thrive, but most importantly, my legacy of my community mm -hmm. will thrive. Yeah. Okay? So, who, honey, we we with yes. it? Yes, <laughs> I love that. Absolutely. So, something that we talked about and we touched on a little bit, um, you said it a little bit with the breath work. Mm-hmm. That's part of your arsenal of your resources for your self-care. Yes. So, Nancy, dive into a little bit about what your self-care tactics look like and what your boss squad, because, honey, if no one's told you, Nancy, you a boss, okay. sweetie, okay? <laughs> Come on, mental health boss. Come on. So, with that, what does your boss squad look like? You know, do you have a self-care technician therapist, uh, nutritionist, you know, things that we were touching on earlier. Mm -hmm. So now it's for us what that looks like. Chat, I feel like I got everybody. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Yes. And I say that because it takes all of us. It takes community. It takes, Absolutely. it takes all of us to be able to work together. You know what I'm saying? The head is nothing without the arm. The arm is nothing without the foot. The foot is nothing without, you know what I'm saying, the leg. You know what I mean? So we need each part of the body to be able to be, you know what I mean, to be effective and be a well-oiled machine. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so I don't, you know what I mean, like, if, if you're supposed to be the eyeball, then okay. I'm not supposed to, you know what I'm saying? Right. So we're supposed to just feed off of each other is what yes. I'm saying. So, um, but yes. Um, and so it's crazy because I've actually, um, it's part of, you know, kind of the retreat that I was talking about a couple years ago, but I've actually changed my terminology, which I know it's a lot of the same, but I've, but I've changed my terminology a little bit uh, in regards to the self-care piece um, to what I call now soul care. And I get that from one of my friends, Tasha. She has a, um, like a business and, and a like a business. I don't know why I'm saying like a business. She has a full-blown business. Mm -hmm. um, and it's about soul healing um, and a soul healing journey and all the different like pieces of that. And it's, you know, and it's amazing. And so um, I look at, because what, I, and I do that only, and I do that honestly for me because like I really try to be intentional with my words. We just talked about how like your words have power. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? I really try to be, you know, intentional with my words. And so, um, because what I'm going to go and just say it, a lot of us really have um, started to misuse the term self-care and they're doing a bunch of dolling out, dolling up on the outside, but the inside is, is just as raggedy as I'll get out. And it's okay. I'm not saying it as a judgmental statement. I'm just saying it's the truth. And I'm telling you, that was me for many years. Dolled up on the outside, but dying on the inside. You understand me? Dying, hurt, depressed, sad, could not, I, I mean... There's days I could not even get out of bed. Absolutely. And so um, knowing, you know, what I know now. And so I'm just looking. So when I think about self-care, I think about, okay, how how can I make my self-care look more like soul care? Mm. Your, soul, your soul is comprised of your mind, your will, and your emotions. Your mind, which is your thought patterns, your thought processes, your thought processes, um, how your... 
what lens you think through, what lens you see life from. We all have a lens, whether you know you have a lens or not. We all have a lens that we see life through, right? Um, So you have your mind, which is your thoughts and all that that comes with it. You have your will, which is your power to choose. And then you also have your emotions. We've already dived into that. So how can I tend to the woman that is within all all three of those areas. How can I tend to my emotions? How can I how can I give myself what I need? How can I love on on the on the inner child that did not get a chance to speak? Um, how can I uh, how can I tend to my power to choose? Let's look at what I'm choosing. Am I choosing um, impulsively? Am I choosing something that's healthy for me? Am I choosing something that's going to yield me fruit in the long run? Or you know what I'm saying? Am I choosing to so? Your power to choose, and then your thoughts. What is your mind eating? Okay, we always often look at it. You know, back to our uh, nutritionist, we look at what our body is eating, which is so important. We were talking about that um, beforehand about mm-hmm. like you know how your food, the food that you eat, that we eat. I <laughs> wish that we knew. And a lot of us, I will celebrate us. There is a community of Black and Brown people who now are seeing the correlation between what you eat and your mental wellness. Oh my goodness yes. in heaven. Connection. Like Come it's a connection. huge connection, right? Yes. And so yes. I'm thankful to God that we're starting to see that because it's always been there. Yes. It's just Wisdom to make a choice, lack of access of information, right? goes back Absolutely. to that. So, but now some of us are choosing that. So, um, what is your mind eating? Are you feeding on just scrolling all day? Are you feeding the junk on your timeline all day? Or are you feeding, you know what I mean? Like, like, or are you feeding your mind something that is going to help you in your purpose on this earth? Is it feeding something that can actually break some things with your family? Is it feeding, what are you feeding your mind? How are, you know, what is your thoughts uh, feasting on? So, anyways, um, so with that, I'm a big family person. I love, like I said, I, I think, I, I actually I don't know if we were talking um, on the air or not yet, but I love children. I love being around children. Oh my gosh, there's such a joy. And I tell you what, the darndest things come out of kids' mouths. I mean, but honey, that, listen, a major truth, major truth become out of them babies' mouths. So I, I love to be around the innocence. I love to be around the energy, even though sometimes I can really keep up. You know what I'm saying? I'm just telling the truth. You know, but I love being around them because you because you can learn so much from them, and they're such a blessing from God. They're so they're so beautiful in all the ways they are. They are baby. They they are like little humans that were just given the opportunity to facilitate and cultivate them to who they already are. It's amazing. So, anyways, I, I love to be around children. Which I have a lot of children in my family, so I do that as part of my soul care. Um, I do a lot of like grounding. I. I talked about like you know like my intentional breath work. Um, I will take my shoes off and go into my front yard or my backyard, mm. and I will put my feet into yes. the earth of which from yes. which I was made. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I connect with. Y'all don't get me started. Okay, so, no, get started. Get started. <laughs> I, get so excited. I get so excited because it's just, oh my gosh, they don't, mm-hmm. they don't. And so I just love how we're just all connected. Not only just the people we're all connected, Sweet. but we're connected to the earth. We're connected yes. to, we're just yes. all connected. And so once we start seeing that and, with, and when the blindfolds start coming oh. off, oh my gosh, the healing that's available is so, it's, it's, it's divine. It really is. It's divine because we are divine. So anyways. Come on. So, right. So that's that. Um, you know, um, so definitely being, um, you know, very conscientious about my nutrition, you know, um, for any of my friends and family that are going to tune into this. They know. They always talk about me. I have friends that talk about me like, like why do you eat like that? Why do you do that? Whatever. Because I'm pescatarian. So most times I... I live like a vegetarian lifestyle or whatever, but if I want some fish or whatever, I eat some fish. Mm-hmm. And so, but um, but just even just outside of that, I just, I do a ton of green vegetables. I do a ton of, you know, organic. I do, you know what I mean? Like my dad grows uh, stuff in his garden. I go to his garden and get stuff from You know what I'm saying? So I'm just really intentional about food being fuel and not poison, right? Because a lot mm-hmm. of the American diet is poison. You know what Absolutely. I'm saying? Um, and so don't get me started on that. Oh. But yeah, so um, I really try to be, you know, intentional with that. I don't really have a nutritionist right yeah. now, so to speak. But I'm, I ebb and flow with the resources that I give myself in the seasons that I am. You know what I'm saying? Um, I just I think about I think about like flowers, right? They you don't have to tell flowers to come up. They come up when it's time to just come up. They just know, right? So I know what season I'm in because I'm connected to my season creator, right? Absolutely. So I know what season I'm in, and I'm like, okay, all right. So in this season of my life, I do need a nutritionist because I, I, I might have kind of fell off some. I need some more information. I don't have all that I need. Maybe in this season I need this. You know what I mean? So I kind of look at what season that, you know, um, 
that Abba, God, I call him Abba sometimes, Abba Father, but um, that that he has me and so I can see what I need in that space. So that, so my, my uh, boss team looks different from season to season, but right now it is a... Uh, a soul healing coach. It is a breath work coach. Um, those are the two main things that I have right now. Yeah. And I'm going to need uh, Miss Tasha. What yes. Yes. I'm going to need Miss Tasha because in this state of elevation, honey, I'm, I'm ready for it. Okay. I was just she will help you some, pick, okay. Girl, okay. snatch up those roots. Deep. deep. Okay. You gotta get, get deep in there. You got to get okay. deep. You got to tend to the weeds roots. Because okay. weeds will come back. Will okay. <laughs> And that's okay. Yes, but I want to yes. learn how to be able to deal with those, mm -hmm. you know, to Me kind of, you know, spread out yeah. when the leaves are popping up. Okay. Yes, and flourish. Absolutely. Flourish, baby, flourish. That. <laughs> and, you know, with flourishing, you got to know that even when you don't have it, even when you are in a season of need, mm. and you may not have the monetary means Talk to about meet it. that need. Talk about it. Yeah. Opening up your mouth costs nothing. Asking for the resources yes. costs nothing. Yeah. yeah. So one thing that we're going to do when we wrap up things here in a little bit, Nancy, I want you to leave your contact information. And for, let me just go ahead and ask you, general resources for persons that are going through this elevation of their life to get to that next transition, mm -hmm. if you will. What simple resources, whether it's, journaling every day, taking a walk barefooted, if you can safely do that, okay, in your environment, emphasis you know, that. okay, right, emphasis right. on that, don't come back and say, well, Alicia and Nancy said, <laughs> but we did, we're not lying, but we did, <laughs> but we did. <laughs> safely, <laughs> but with that being said, you know, just tell us a little bit about what that looks like, what resources could you compile just, you know, off the dome really quickly for, you know, our, our listening audience? Yeah, so definitely the one that I already said. That's a, that is a huge technique, guys, like to be able to take off your socks and shoes and to and to touch your feet with the grass. And I'm, and I'm talking about take off your – because I, I speak to myself. Take off your Apple Watch. You don't need no notifications. You don't need your phone. You don't need any of that. If you're playing phone for music, then maybe so. But have it on. Do not disturb. <clears throat> We, you have to disconnect. Yes. We consume so much information in a day, and we don't give ourselves chance to process it. Mm -hmm. It's like it's like a computer. You have to give yourself time to download Absolutely. what has happened. You've received all this, and you're holding. Look at me. I'm, I'm doing it okay. in, the, in the lab right now. I can't see me. Sorry, y'all. But um, but you know, but holding a lot of things in your arms, you have to. You weren't created to have all this stuff in your arms. Wait a minute. Let's put it down. Let's look at it. Let's see what's going on and put it into its proper category. So it's time to time to actually stop receiving for a minute. You don't need to receive anything else. Take a pause and you'll receive more later. But take a pause and just be. So definitely um, walking outside in grass with uh, with no uh, with no shoes on or socks on or whatever. Definitely taking. Um, when you mentioned journaling, that's the first thing I was going to say. People underestimate journaling. People hear that a lot of like, oh, journaling's a good self-care technique, blah, 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 blah. But honestly, it really is. And I'm going to tell you how it is. Because, and it's not, but you have to go with it. You have to go to it and approach it with knowing that the impact that it can give. So writing it, like, and this is just, I mean, and this is like research based, y'all. Mm -hmm. So writing, it really slows down your brain. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but writing slows down your brain. Oftentimes, anxiety, it comes from your mind racing, right? Mm -hmm. So journaling, it get, because you can, oftentimes, I haven't found myself when I'm super kind of just like on edge, when I start to journal, I can't even get my words out because my mind is racing quicker than my pen. Yes. And so, yes. <laughs> but, but you, but so even though it's uncomfortable, and that's that distress tolerance, being able to sit with uncomfortable emotions, but because being able to um, to to still work through that, to, like don't give up on it. Just because your brain is going quicker than your pen can go, still work with it. Give yourself five minutes. Set a timer. Put your phone on DND. Take the watch off. Put your phone. Start with start with five minutes. Five minutes of just journaling your thoughts. Okay, because you're not receiving anymore, right? You are putting out, you are processing how you really feel. So that is definitely um, a key point. Um, getting with um, getting with a book, like um, not 
not an audio book, not a visual from the, um, what is it, like the iPads yeah, or whatever, yeah. but getting it with some pen and paper, physical you know, pass, thank pass. you, like an actual physical book, mm -hmm. um, and that's reading for 10 minutes, you know what I'm saying, sitting with a book, sitting with um, a song, finding a song that has some good um, soul care type of lyrics. Um, you know, Indy Irene, she got some bomb ones. Y'all know my girl Indy. Oh, okay. you know what I'm saying? Lauren <laughs> yes. Hill, okay? How you gonna win when you ain't right with them? Come on. Come again. Right? Yes, you know what I'm that saying? Works. So, um, yeah, so you know what I'm saying? Sitting with um, a good piece of music, not the trash, but sitting with a good piece of music that has even some interlude in the middle, interlude in the beginning, interlude. You know what I'm saying? For you to just feel. And then the last thing I will say, which is a big piece, of, big piece for me, is dance, movement. Even if you got two left feet, hear me, listeners. Even if you got two left feet, if you if you got the activities of your limbs, yes. first of all, give God praise. Number two, if you don't get up and move, there yes. is there is there is some. And again, don't have the stats in front of me, but there is healing in movement. When you move your body, there is a there there are uh, chemicals in your brain. There are endorphins that are released when you move your body, right? So it doesn't have to be like a routine, a five, six, seven, eight, a boom, cat. Yes. It doesn't have to be any of that. Just move. Move your body. Dance like no one's watching. Dance like no one's watching. Yes. I don't care if that's fast. Okay. I don't care if that's slow. Like whatever. A two step. Okay. A two step. Okay. <laughs> okay. We're doing it right now, y'all. Yes. So get you a good two step in. Yes. Those are the three things I will say. I love yes. it. I love it. I love it. So one of the things, just to wrap that up, because that really resonated with me. Let go of what you're holding and let the earth hold you. That connect. <laughs> I'm sorry, say it again, Alicia. Please say it again. I don't think let go it. of what you're holding and let the earth hold you. That connection, okay? That's a word. There's healing in music. Yeah. Music is the universal language. It Do y'all know that people that cannot speak English can belt out an English song? Like, honey, you would not be able to tell the difference, mm. okay? It is a universal language. It is. And lastly, mm, if you have the ability to move and not be stagnant, even if you are physically in mind, your mind, if your mind is moving, you got to move mm. yourself. Mm -hmm. Because once you get it in your head that you're making a choice, to choice. move, yes. to keep active, okay? You're still going to move. You're still active. You're still moving. Yes. Even when you are standing still and you are thinking of something, when you are choosing, guess what? You're still moving. Mm -hmm. You're still active. Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. You're only, this lessons not losses. You only lose when you choose to stand still. Oh. When you choose not to choose mm. and the choice has to be made. For you, girl. Don't get me started. <laughs> That's a gem. I'm telling you. Pick up what she's putting down. Okay. Pick up what you she's know, putting down. And this is somebody that's not coming on here, and this is what you have to do. This no. is somebody coming from life experience and just trying to figure this thing out. Both of us to be the yes. best that I can be. Yes. 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 So I just, whoo, come on. That 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 was a moment. <laughs> that was a moment. All right. So. One of the things that we're going to transition back to our questioning, uh, we got a few more questions. Um, what new trends, if any, with stigmas towards mental health, Nancy, in the black community, mm -hmm. black or brown community, I should say, do you find have surfaced during the pandemic? Okay, now this is a kind of multi-tier question. Mm -hmm. So, or, you know, what has surfaced during the pandemic? And then the second part of that is, or has the status quo mutated into its own entity and are we now creatures of impulses living impulsive living versus intentional choosing that's such a good question oh you asked the best question <laughs> yes 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 um it really honestly so i love timing because mm -hmm. i gave the heads of this coin earlier but i want to now go into the tails part of this coin um so while, because two truths can be held at the same time that are not opposing each other, they're just true together. Um, okay. So, um, I, didn't, I didn't mean to afraid to say it like that, but yeah, that's exactly okay. what it is. <laughs> so, but um, kind of earlier when I said that we were not created to be in isolation, that is true. We were meant to be in community and to feed off one another because yes. we, we, we need each other. 
if not now more than ever. Um, however, at the same time, there is a purpose in being by yourself at times for seasons. So there are certain seasons where life will put you by yourself because that's where you need to be because of where you are. It's your season. And it's not to hurt you. Yes. It's not to it's not to make you feel like no one loves you. It's not to make you feel isolated, but you're being set apart so that the surgery of your soul can happen. So I think that that is a big thing that has happened um, that really exacerbated, kind of, I kind of touched on it earlier, but really exacerbated really in the pandemic because um, we were not used to being by ourselves. Like, there's some people that don't like their own company. Let's just talk about it. Like, and that's okay. This is, like I said, this is a judgment-free zone. We're just talking about what we're talking about, okay? And so, um, and there's times that I know me and Alicia have been there. I know because we, we have talked a lot before we came today, and we've shared our personal testimonies on a lot of levels. And so, listen, we ain't speaking from some, you better know I'm telling you right now, okay? You know what I mean? Because even for me, I didn't always like being in my own company. And then, you know what I'm saying? And so I think the the new trend that has happened or that has, like I said, been exacerbated, that has been kind of like swelled up, if you will, um, in the pandemic has really been this thing of like, well, that started especially in the beginning, was that people don't know how to be by themselves. They don't know how to entertain themselves, for lack of a better word. They don't like their own company. Mm -hmm. And so when you don't like your own company, then you... And you don't have anybody else now to bounce off um, validation with or bounce off ideas with or whatever, then now you're in a spiral. Mm -hmm. Down your, because you don't have anybody now because we had a quarantine and all that stuff, yes. whatever that we had to do, especially in the beginning. Like, <clears throat> we, a lot of us were isolated, especially someone like me. I live alone. I lived alone for many years. I struggled. And I'm a people, I like to, I want to touch it. Struggling, yes. you know, and it was crazy because, like, and I don't necessarily think that um, I was struggling because I didn't like being by myself, mm -hmm. but for me, in the season that I was in, I just did. I just was used to being around people, like, you know what I mean? And so I think that um, it really um, shined light on the people, on, on, on some people who did not like being by themselves. And then I also think that going to that, I want to even go to that last part of that, of that question, that impulsive living versus intentional choosing. That's been one thing, that's, that's been a one big thing for, honestly, for black people for many years. And I feel for us because we have, a lot of times we have made choices that make us feel good in the now because tomorrow wasn't promised because of the trauma that we lived through because of the trauma that was passed down. You know what I'm saying? We, a lot of times would live in, you know, live in the now. So sometimes living in the now was not, it's, this is the tale's this is the tail side of the coin too. You should live in the present, but what I'm saying is that like impulsive living, with like with not with 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 not thinking about your choices, it's important for us to think about our choices. You know what yes. I'm saying? And have yes. intention behind our choices. Because when you don't think about the consequences or the results or the natural, you know what I mean, um, results of your choices, yes. then you can end up in a whole world spent like talking about some, how did I get here? Mm -hmm. Well, let's retrace our steps. And I'm and when I say that, I'm not saying that to you, I'm saying that right. to me. Myself. Like, right. Nancy, you're wondering why, how you got here. Mm -hmm. Well, Z and then Y okay. and then B <laughs> yes. and A. You know what I'm yes. saying? So yes. you can retrace your steps That's in that lovely. regard. So, um, and the last part I'll say to that too is, um, um, actually, no, I think I touched it. No, nope, I've already said it. Awesome. <laughs> well, that is everything. And I told you all, I didn't tell no tales. Y'all were in for a audio treat. Okay. So we are going to go ahead and wrap it up. I have thoroughly Miss Nancy Hall. LCSW enjoyed <laughs> my time. And I have a little treat for y'all. Miss Nancy has actually graced us and said that she will be our resident therapist coming in on the pod. So <laughs> when y'all want to give Nancy questions or myself questions, um, we will have Nancy's contact information um, in the podcast. So what we're going to do is, Miss Nancy, if you want to go ahead and tell the listeners how they can get in contact with you, mm -hmm. if they've heard a resource that they you know want more information about or more information about yourself, um, how would the listeners go ahead and get in contact with you? Absolutely, yeah. I am definitely here to help in any way I can. And you know, my motto has always been, you know, if I don't know the answer, I can point you in the right direction uh -huh. to do. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so. Um, uh, I'm not a 
I'm, I'm not above saying I don't know, yes. but I'm I can be resourceful and go get you the answer that you need and even I would need. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yes, please definitely reach out to me. I'm going to give actually my email. My email is the uh, is the best way. Actually, my my work email um, is the best way for um, you to reach me right now. And then if there's anything that needs to be discussed, like verbally, um, I can give you my phone number uh, through that, too. But definitely email me. I check my email probably more times than I would like to, to say. But I check it very, very frequently. Mm-hmm. So it is... It is uh, nancy.hall at jefferson.kyschools.us. That is nancy.hall at jefferson.kyschools.us. Perfect. And we will have that um, listed um, in the description uh, bar of us as well. So, again, our time has officially come to an end. Thank you Nancy. so much for having me, Alicia. Oh. This, has been, this has been an honor. Like, Are you serious? Oh, my goodness. Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. Thank you for saying yes. It's like that's what it's about, collaboration yeah, and partnerships. Okay. Yeah. So I'm just happy that another sister is on the path of healing as myself and yes. we're doing our purpose and we we walking in that and you know, we're head out high. Okay. Crown on. Okay. Crown on. Okay. <laughs> yes. yes. So you guys out there, thank you so much for tuning in. We thank you all. We hope that something you heard today is uh, going to resonate and stick with you all. And make sure you come back. And remember, we drop every Monday with a new episode of Midwest Bosses. Y'all have a great, safe weekend. Bye. It's a wrap. <clears throat>